Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Megillah daf Chaf Aleph, the last daf of the second parak and first daf of the third parak of Mesechus Megillah. We left off yesterday on the second line from the bottom on daf Chaf Amir Beis. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children. Also sponsored by Morris Massell as well as Karen Benson. Liz Chusr for Shalema for Simcha Binyamin HaKohen Ben Yochevel Yishlever for Shalema. And of course, we thank uh, both sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So uh, we were in the middle of discussing uh, yesterday uh, how it is uh, how it is that we know that uh, all of the mitzvahs that the Mishnah had mentioned that are done by Yom, Davka have to be done by Yom. And then the Gemara is going to finish off the parak with a discussion that the Mishnah gave a klal at the end. After giving dozens of examples, or over a dozen examples, the Mishnah says, Zehaklal, Davashem mitzvahs by Yom, Kasher kol Yom, Davashem mitzvahs by Whenever we give a klal, it always means to be including something else that's not mentioned in the prat, that's not mentioned in the details that were given. So uh, the Gemara is going to discuss what the zehaklal is coming to add. And then we'll begin the third parak. And the Mishnah is going to talk about whether one sits or stands for Kriya Samagillah and for Kriya Satora, how many alios there should be during Kriya Satora at different times, whether it be a weekday, whether it be Rosh Chodesh, whether it be Cholomoed or Shabbos or Yom Tov, how many aliyos there should be for Kriya Satora. The Gemara is going to tell us whether Limura Torah has to be done standing up or sitting down. And then the Gemara is going to, uh, going to uh, have four different shitos, what, what, how to reconcile the Psukim about Moshe Rabbeinu during Kabbalah Satora. Was Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was learning the Torah for the first time, was he sitting or standing? Then the Gemara is going to tell us that, uh, that about the brachos, brachos on the Megillah, before the Megillah and after the Megillah, and the very concept of reciting a bracha over La Asiyasan, the Gemara is going to tell us why it is that we have to have a minimum of three alios every time you learn from the Torah, why it is you have to have a minimum of ten psukim every time you learn from the Torah. Says you, you're, you're probably uh, realizing a lot of very esotistic topics in uh, today's in today's daf. You could spend a lot of time in uh, in today's daf. The Gemara is going to talk about why it is that when we get an aliyah bizman azeh, uh, we have one person, we have every single ola make a bracha both before and after the aliyah. It used to not be that way. It used to be the first guy would say a bracha before the before the first aliyah, and last guy would say a bracha after the last aliyah. But you wouldn't have people saying brachos before and after each and every aliyah. So let's begin again. We're on Chaf Amid Beis, the second to last line of the page. Ula Hashkayas Sota at the very uh, at the very end of the page. So we, how do I know this din that Hashkaya Sota, that giving a Sota to drink is something that can be done all day and only during the day? Asya Torah Torah, it's a Shava that, that says Torah in two contexts. Ksiv Hacha by Parsha Sota, it says Vasala Koin is called HaTorah Hazos. Uksiv Hasam, and when it comes to Mishpat, when it comes to judgment, it says Alpi HaTorah Asher Yerucha Viala Mishpat. So Ma Mishpat Bayom, just like based in convenes for Mishpat. But during the daytime only, Sa'afkan Bayom, so so too, Ashkar Sota should be only during the uh, daytime. So it's, uh, that's how we know that Sota is Bayom and not Balayla. Then the Mishnah said, Ula Arifas Egla, that Kolayom is kosher to do the Egla Arufa proce- uh, procedure. How do I know Arifas Egla can only be done Bayom? Sami Dvei Rabbianai, Kaparak Siv Bakikachib. The part of Egla Arufa it says, it says, Vinikaper Lahem Adam, and so he calls it. An egla rufa kapara. So we learned that it has the same din as kachim, and kachim karbonos are only brought during the day. So it must be that egla rufa is also only done during the day. Ulitaris ha 
for Taras and Mitzorah, also the process of, of being Mitzorah and Mitzorah is only during the day. How do I know that? So uh, that it's only done during the day. Then we said that all night is kosher for Ketir Somer. If you recall, the Mishnah only found two examples of mitzvos that are specifically supposed to be done during the night and are therefore kosher Kol Halayla, and they work Ktsiras Haomer and Hector Chalavim Ve'evarim. So uh, how do I know that Ktsiras Haomer is done at night? Because the Bryson tells us in Masechus Menachos, Ktsira Usvira Balayla. The Ktsira of the Karbonomer that would come from Saorim, that's a Karbonomer comes from uh, Barley, and the Sphira, the beginning of Ktsiras Haomer is Balayla, happens on the night of Motzai Yom Tov Rishon Shal Pesach, on the night of the second day of Pesach, because we learn from the Pasuk, it says Sheva Shabbat they're only going to be Tamimos if you begin already that night before on the, on the night of the second night of Pasach and the, and the Sphira begins at the Zman HaKetzira how do I know that? because it's a Pasuk so the Ketzira and the Sphira must be done at night but the actual bringing of the Korban Omer that's done on the daytime of the second day of Pesach right? the bringing of the Korban Omer is what's Matir the Tua Chadasha that's what allows us to eat Chadash. Prior to the bring of the Korban Omer, you're not allowed to eat Chadash. That's why Bizman Azem, when there's no uh, Beis HaMikdash, uh, really Me'ikradin on the Daraisa level, it is the Misheira uh, Yom. As soon as it becomes morning on the second day of Pesach on the Daraisa level, the Chadash becomes Mutter. But uh, but we're afraid that if we allow the Chadash Misheira Yom, the Gemara Rashana tells us that if we allow the Chadash to be eaten as soon as uh, the sun rises in the morning, then next year when we have the Beis HaMikdash, people are going to think that already for breakfast, they're allowed to eat Chadash, but that's not true. They really have to wait till the Karban Omer is brought, because the Karban Omer is Matir, the the Tua Chadasha. So that's why Rabbi Yochum and Zaka made a Takana, Sheyom Hanev Kulo Asr, that the entire day of the second day of Pesach, you're still not allowed to eat the Chadash. So anyway, the actual bringing of the Karban Omer is done during the day. We said, the burning of the limbs and the fats of of that day's Karbanos are done at night. Because the Pasuk says, that the burning of the fats and the limbs on the Mizbech is all night until the next morning. So once we identify all of those mitzvahs that are done only during the day, and both of those mitzvahs that are done only during the night, why does the Mishnah then have to say Zahaklal? Zahaklal. The rule is, what is being included by saying this uh, this rule after we already identified everything that's done during the day? It's coming to include the two uh, spoons full of Levona, of the spice called Levona, that would be brought together with the Lechem Apanim. And they would uh, they would arrange it next to the Lechem on the Shulchan. And uh, for each uh, row of Lechem, they would have one of these spoons of uh, of Levona. And when they would be Mesada, the Lechem Apanim, they would be Mesada, the Bezichei Levona, together with it. And when they would remove the Lechem Apanim from the Shulchan uh, a week later, they would remove the Bezichei Levona with it. So the arranging and the removal of the Bezichei Levona uh, it was, uh, can only be done during the daytime. And that's what's included by the Zahaklal, Ukrabiosi. And therefore, our Mishnah is taking a stance. It's saying that we paskin like Rabiosi. Titania, Rabiosi Omer, Shachris, Chadasha, Arvis, Ein Klum. That if a person removes the Lechem Apanim in the morning, but he, uh, but he doesn't put the new uh, Lechem Apanim on right away, he waits until the 
evening to do so, that's perfectly fine. He did correctly. So the Bryce says, wait a second, then it means that the Shulchan is going to be from morning until that evening without any Lechman. It's going to be empty. But Umani Mekayim, how am I going to fulfill the Pasuk that says, Lefanai Tamid, that Venasata uh, Shulchan Lechem Panim, Lefanai Tamid, that there has to be a sense of Tamid with the Lechem, that the Shulchan has to be always with Lechem on it. If you remove the Lechem at, at 9 o'clock in the morning, and you don't put uh, anything back on until 6 p.m. So that means all day. That means for uh, nine hours, the lechem the, the shulchan is empty. How is that going to be considered tamid? So shloye shulchan below lechem. So uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that means it shouldn't be without any lechem. But the Chum disagree with Rabbi Yossi and hold that the Pasuk is pshuto, that you're chayv to be the new lechem upon him right away when you're misalik the, uh, the old lechem upon him. So according to the Chachamim, the Quranim would put the lechem upon him while the other Quranim would, were, were removing the old lechem upon him, one right next to the other. As this one was being removed, the other one was being, uh, was being, was being pushed on. The new lechem upon him was being pushed on. But Rabbi Yossi understood stands not that way. The Pasuk Tamid doesn't mean that it can't go with, uh, with a, a single moment without Lechem. But it means that the Shulchan shouldn't go a Laila without Lechem. That's what Rabbi Yossi understands that, that it means. So uh, so that's why it says it means you could put the Bezich Levona according to Rabbi Yossi whenever you want, sometime during the day. Just make sure it doesn't go through the night without Lechem and without Bezich Levona on the Shulchan. But at any time during the day, you don't have to rush to do it right when you're removing the lechem upon from the previous week. That's Rabbi Yossi Shita, the Chum disagree. But then we had another Zach Klal, that anything that's, uh, that's, uh, that the mitzvah is to be done at night is kosher all night. Well, we only had two examples of things that the mitzvah is to be done at night. So, what else is it coming to include that wasn't already mentioned in the Mishnah? It's coming to include eating Kavram Pesach, which is also uh, done all night. And that's against the sheet of Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, who holds that Achilles Karm Pesach is only until Chatzos. Just like Bakas Bechoros was Ad Chatzos, it was not Ad Chatzos, it was Ad Chatzos that all the Bechoros died, and it didn't, it didn't, the point is though, it didn't extend past Chatzos, it was only up until Chatzos, so Afkan, so too when it comes to Achilles Karm Pesach, it's Ad Chatzos, whereas the Tan of our Mishnah holds like the sheet of Rabbi Akiva that appears in Mesech's Pesach and Mesech's Brachos Rabbi Akiva's Shita is that it's Nechel Kalalayla, that Karm Pesach could be eaten all night long, that you don't only have until Chatzos so therefore uh, the Klal Kol Shemesosbalayla, you could do Kalalayla is going like Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Lezman Azari says, no you can't you can't do Achilles Karm Pesach, Kalalayla you can only do Achilles Karm Pesach al Chatzos. So we have a Stam Mishnah that goes like Rabbi Akiva. Does that indicate that we pass like Rabbi Akiva? That you have Kalalayla? Because you have a Stam Mishnah here in Masech Megillah that assumes like Rabbi Akiva. So if you look at Tosos, Tosos writes, Mikal Mokam Nira de Halacha Kerab Lazar. This is not the only Stam Mishnah in Shas. You've got to know all the Mishnahis. And there's a Stam Mishnah in Masech Pesachim that assumes like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah that you only have until Chatzos, the Tanan, Hapesach Chatzos, Metameh Yaseyadayim, Vechein Mishnah Bezumakoma. 
Kaman, and there's a mission of Parakei Zuma Kaman, Ustamab Sof Parakamid the Brachos, Kabe Maisu Balbadam Shorim Gamliel Mibesa Mishta, Amalam Kalba Shamur Kaman, Archazos Mitzvasna Shialam and Shachar, Bilu Achil Psachim Lokatani, Umuki Lakrablazab Nazari, Damar Archazos, that there's a Stam Mishnah, there are Stam Mishnahis all over Shas that seem to assume like Rablazab Nazaria. Vim Kain, Sarach Limaher, Lechel Matza Belele Psachim Kodam Chazos, Vafilu Matza Shalafi Kaman, Sharechi of Matza Bizman Azav, Adoraisa, Avlahal Shalakravi Kaman, and Lahachman Kol Kach Sharimidrabanu. He says, certainly for the Doraisas of the Seder, you got to get all of those done by Chazos. Okay, the Halal that you can say afterwards, that's only Drabanan. That maybe you could rely on Rabbi Kiva and do that after Chatzos. But for all the Doraisas of the Seder, they need to be done by Chatzos. In Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says that you should get all Dalit Kosos done before, uh, before Chatzos. Now that's the uh, the Dalakosos of the Rabbanon, right? Dalakosos, we applied the principle of Afei and Hayubosanes. That's why women are chayven Dalakosos. And Tosos, the Balea Tosos, right, in different places in Shaz, that Afei and Hayubosanes only applies to Dinim the Rabbanon, right? Dalakosos is not possible. I mean, we just had yesterday the Dalakosos of Gula and the Kriya Satora. So it's a remez to the Dalakosos, but it's not a Dindar Raisa. So it's Rabbanon. But still, we try to be Machmir to Paskin like Rabbi Lazar Azaria. Even for Dalakosos, even for the Dimit Rabbanon, Tos isn't going that far. He's saying just for, for, for Mitzvah Star Isa, like Matzah, that should for sure be done by Chatzos. Of course, there's the famous Tanai of the Avni Nezer. When people are running late and they know that they're not going to get to the Avni Komen by Chatzos, so the Avni Nezer allows for making a Tanai. The Avni Nezer makes a major assumption. He makes an assumption that the idea that you have to get it done, but that, that Ein Maftir and Afra Pesach Avni Komen is uh, not, that you're not allowed to eat uh, dessert after the, uh, the Avni Komen, that that, that has to be the last thing that you uh, that you eat is uh, when does that end? Meaning uh, the next day you're allowed to eat lunch, right? So when does that end? That ain't maftir nachar When when are you allowed to eat, eat again? Obviously you're allowed to eat lunch the next day. So the, the Avni Nezer says a chiddush that it ends whenever the sov zman carbon pesach is. So if you hold the carbon that you have until chatzos, so you got to have your afikomen before chatzos, and then you're not allowed to eat anything until after Chatzos. But as soon as Chatzos passes, you're allowed to. That's the Chiddush of the Avni Nezer. Uh, and, 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 uh, and if you hold the Rabbi Kiva, they have Kalalayla, so uh, you're not, you, you, you have all night to eat the Afikomen, and then once you eat the Afikomen, you're not allowed to eat anything for the rest of the night, until the next morning. So based on that Chiddush, Avni Nezer says, if your Seder is running late, even though you want to pass like Rabbi Lezer ben maybe you could do the following. A minute before Chatzos, you see that you're just, uh, you know, the youngest child just got over his bashfulness to say the Manishtana, right? So you, you, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not making great progress. No, if, you're, if you're all the way back there, it's too early for the Afikomen. But let's say you're, you're, about, to, you're about to start Shulchan Aruch. So, uh, you know, the, your wife worked hard. She prepared a meal and you're just rushing through. We got to get to the Afikomen. We got to get to the Afikomen. But she wants to serve a whole meal and people are hungry. People want to eat a whole meal. So uh, the Afikomen says, here's what you could do. A minute before Chatzos, say, eat, eat a Kazai Samatza, the shame, the Afikomen, and make a Tanai. That the Tanai is that if we pass on the Kribbalism this counts as my afikomen. And therefore, I'm not allowed to eat dessert after this until chatzos. And then a minute later, when it's chatzos, now I can eat again. So now I can go eat the whole rest of the meal. And if we pass on the Rabbi Kiva, then this should not be my afikomen. The extra kazais and matzah at the very end, at three in the morning, that's going to be my afikomen. And uh, the Avni suggests that that works. A lot of the 
Achorim are not so thrilled with that Avnei Nezer because they say he's he's making an assumption. The assumption that he's making is that the Eim Aftirin Achor Pesach is only until the whatever you hold is the Sovzman of uh, of, of Achilas Avikomen. But Mehechitesi, he doesn't say that anywhere. He made that part up. So if you assume that, then the whole Tanai works. But a lot of the Achorim are not so thrilled with it. One person who was thrilled with it was Rav Pam, Pam in his uh, Svarim says that uh, that you always have to think of Sholem Bayis and uh, that uh, the Avni Nezer gave us an opportunity to uh, to not rush things when uh, it's going to upset your wife and it's going to upset the children uh, in your uh, in your your rush to do everything. I find that uh, keeping the seder moving at a uh, at a, at a uh, reasonable clip is uh, an easier way to engage the children and the adults and keep things going. But not everyone finds it that way. Every every family is different. So anyway, so Rav Pam liked that Avni Nezer. A lot of other people don't like that Avni Nezer. Okay, Hadrulah Hakori Lemafreya. That is the end of the second parak. And now we will begin the third parak of Meseches Megillah. So it says the Mishnah, Karisa Megillah Omed Vyoshiv. You could read the Megillah standing, or if you want, you can read the Megillah sitting down. There's no din that you need to stand for Kriyasa Megillah. If one person said, laying the Megillah, or two people laying the Megillah together at the same time, we're not talking about taking turns from chapter to chapter. It means uh, two people laying in concert with each other. They're Yotze. Everyone is Yotze the Chiyuv. We don't say that there's a principle when it comes to Megillah of Trey Kali Lomishtami, that you're not able to hear two voices at the same time. We assume you're perfectly able to hear it. Makam Shnagul Devarim if there's a mitzvah to say, if there's a minag to say a bracha after leading the Megillah, then say a bracha after leading the Megillah. If there's no minag in the place where you are to uh, to say a bracha after leading the Megillah, so don't say a bracha after leading the Megillah. That's all dependent on minag. The Gemara is going to say an amud beis, but the bracha before leading the Megillah, that's not minag. That's did. You're obligated to say a bracha before leading the Megillah. So now the Mishnah says, once we're talking about kriyas Megillah, let's talk a little bit about kriyas Torah. Current Shlosha. On Mondays, Thursdays, and Shabbos and Mincha, there are three Olim to the Torah. In Pachs and Men, Rein Mosif and Alein, you don't do any less than three and you don't do any more than three because people have to get to work on a Monday and a Thursday. So to start making Hosafos on Monday and Thursday, that's a good way to make sure that uh, people will get really, really angry. So, uh, and Shabbos Mincha also, we don't do more than three, even though there's no Malacha, there's no work that people are getting to because uh, they were Darshan all day in the Shul on Shabbos. So when they were, uh, when they were laning on uh, Shabbos Mincha, who was already Samach Lechashecha, Rashi points out, so they didn't have time to, to start adding Aliyos. Ve'in Maftirin Benavi, for the same reason, we're also not Maftir Benavi at those three times. Um, and another detail, the Kohen who gets the first Aliyah makes a bracha before the first Aliyah. The Yisrael who gets the last Aliyah makes the bracha after the last Aliyah. But the Levi and all the and, and, and anybody else who's in between would not say a bracha on uh, on their Aliyahs. They would be they would go up to the Torah and they would read from the Torah, but they would not say a bracha on their uh, their personal Aliyahs. There are four Olim to the Torah. You can't do any less than four. Then we'll see in a lane. And we can't do any more than four. Vein maftirin benavi. We also don't do haftarah. Hapusach vachosim b'torah mivarikul v'nel And again, we mention only the first ola, the kohen gets the first bracha. Last ola says the last bracha. None of the guys in between say any brachos. Zaklal kol sheish b'musaf veinu yomtov. Anytime there's a musaf, but it's not a yomtov. Like Rosh Chodesh Cholamoid, there's a musaf, but there's no isur malacha. It's not a yomtov. So korin arba. That's when you have four olim to the Torah. And b'yomtov. Anytime something's also 
Yom Tov, then Chamisha. So if it's an actual Yom Tov, but there's an Isra Malacha, then there are five Olim. Biyom HaKippurim, then there's going to be Shisha. On Yom Kippur, you have six Olim. Beshabbos Shivan. On Shabbos, there are seven Olim, because Shabbos is even more Chamer than Yom Kippur, because it's a Chiv Skila, as opposed to a Chiv Kares, if you do Malacha on Shabbos. So Shabbos is even more severe than Yom HaKippurim. Yom HaKippurim is, of course, more severe than regular Yom Tov. Yom Tov, if you do Malacha, it's a Los Hase, it's a regular Lav. On uh, Yom Kippur, you do Malacha, it's an Isra Kares. So each one, in the, based on the chumra of the Isra Malacha, gets more olim to the Torah. So the number of olim to the Torah relates to uh, the, our relationship to Isra Malacha, uh, that, that day's relationship to Isra Malacha. Ein pochs mehen, we're not allowed to do any less than the seven that you call up on Shabbos. Aval, mosif and aleihen. Not in this rule, but uh, in, in, in other places. Mosif and aleihen. You can add more than uh, the seven olim to the, uh, to, the, to the Torah, because it's not going to be bit Malacha anyway. No one's going to work anyway. Anyway, benavi, and because there's no bitul melacha, um, so since uh, it's, uh, the time is not of the essence, so you can, we do a haftorah of the navi after kriyas haTorah. The only the first guy says the uh, first kohen says the first bracha, last ola says the last bracha. No one says a bracha in between. So you may have noted that the Mishnah said that three times, right? The Mishnah keeps on repeating that. So Tosus points out, how many times do you have to tell me that uh, the first going gets the first bracha and the last Ola gets the last bracha and you don't have the ones in between I need you to tell it to me it's true on Monday and Thursday and it's true on Yom Tov and it's true on Cholomoed and it's true on Shabbos okay it's always true so I might think that as I'm adding Olim I should also add brachos so that's why as the Mishnah is building up to more and more Olim it's tells me that no no this is a constant that the number of brachos remains the same even though we're adding olim that's how Tulsa suggests to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to justify why the Mishnah repeats itself it's interesting in the previous Tulsa where it talks about being Maftir Benavi, at the end of Tosus he writes, Vatamsha Maftir Bemincha Betainus Velobashakris. Why is it that we're Maftir Benavi at Mincha at a, on a Tainus and not at Shakris? He says, Mishum Dhsivba Shomru Mishbat Vasut Sidaka, the Igra de Tainisa Tsitkasa, Le is Erev, Umishumhaki Nachama Omar Be Erev Akrasha Asut Sidaka. That the time to give Tsidaka is Le is Erev. The Haftorah relates to the giving of Tsidaka. Igra de Tainisa, the Tainus is supposed to encourage us to want to do Mitzvah Smais and them, including especially giving tzedakah, taking care of the poor, that's done on a tainus, igra de tainus tzedakah. So, since you're only going to be doing that tzedakah in the afternoon, that's why we're maftir only in the afternoon. It's a big shaila that uh, I discussed, I think, in the, the last chapter of my first uh, sefer. Someone asked me, runs, someone who runs a school uh, told me that uh, that when they have a tainus, let's say some gedalia or, uh, or a sarabateves, and they have a half a day of school and they have to dismiss the, uh, the students. So uh, if, they, if they dismiss the students uh, based on the bus company, when the bus is going to be able to come, um, if, they, if, if they wait until a half hour after Chatzos to Dab Mincha, they wait until Mincha Gedola, which is a Zman, to, to Dab Mincha, and, then, and only then do they do the Kriya Satorah and the Haftorah and, uh, and, and the Shmonesu and Chazar Shat and everything, they're not gonna, the buses are going to have to get out of there earlier. The, the kids aren't going to be able to Dab Mincha in school if they wait to do that. But if they do the laning and the Haftorah before, right after Chatzos, before uh, Mincha Gedola, and then they just Dab and Shmonesu, 
at Mincha Gedol, then they'll be able to time it where the kids will get on the bus. And the person said, I don't know if this makes a difference, but in the type of school it is, uh, many of the uh, kids are not going to dive in Mincha otherwise. If we don't have it in school, they're, uh, they're, you know, we always like to assume the best, but we have to keep our eyes open. Uh, many of the kids are not going to dive in Mincha otherwise. So are you allowed to do the, the laning of a tainus? So the laning of a tainus is not Tali and Zman Mincha, right? The laning of a tainus and the Aftarah of a tainus is Tali and Le'eserev. It's Tali and being in the afternoon. So there are two ways to look at it. You could say, okay, so once you're at Chatzos, it's Le'eserev, and therefore you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to lane. The other way to look at it is, no, you need time to give tzedakah first, meaning the tzedakah is Le'eserev, and that's what triggers the laning and the, uh, and the Aftarah, only once the tzedakah is given. So uh, Pashtus is in that case, we could be making and let them, uh, let, let them lane a little bit uh, a little bit earlier, and then they'll get up to Shemona Esrei in that uh, situation, but uh, read all about it in the, in the first Sefer. Okay, so, uh, so, so uh, says the Gemara now. Um, right, we're up to the Gemara. Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara. Tana. Ma'ashein kim b'Torah. So we said in the Mishnah that you could you could lay in the Megillah sitting down, but by Kriyas Torah b'Tzibur you can't. You have to stand up. Meaning the Balkari has to stand up. Minani mili. How do I know that Kriyas Torah Balkari has to stand up? Amr Bivo Damukra va'atapo amodi madi. That it says the Lashon of amodi madi. So you see that Limer Torah is dafka mu'umer. It's dafka when uh, it should dafka be done standing up. There's a question when you're listening to Kriyas Torah. Do you need to be standing up? So so uh, the, uh, the the Shulchan Aruch holds that the Tzibur doesn't have to stand up, only the Balkari has to stand up. The Balkari and the Ola, obviously, because the Ola is really the one who's obligated to learn from the Torah. The Ramah, however, quotes that there are those that are Machmir, and the Taz says that Meikar Adini should be Machmir, because Moshe Rabbeinu was Shomea, the Torah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's the one that was receiving the Torah. So we're all in place of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu would stand at uh, Kriyas Torah. So that's what, uh, that's what the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Taz Paskins that you should stand. Other, but again, the Shulchan Aruch says you don't have to, and the Ramah says yesh machmirin. So it's a chumrah to stand. This was an example of Shatta told us that uh, you always have to be cognizant of yuhara to do things that are chumras uh, that are that make you stand out among no pun intended among uh, other people. So he said if you're if you're a guest in the shul and you see that the rabbi sits for kriyas Torah, you should probably sit for kriyas Torah also. Then you probably shouldn't uh, uh, take on that chumrah to stand for kriyas Torah. But otherwise, you know, it's a it's, an, it's, it's a perfectly fine chumra. The Ramah quotes Yishmach Mirim. Rabbi Yavo says, you know, if not for what the pasuk said, I, we wouldn't be able to say such a thing. It's as if it's saying that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was standing, uh, which is hard to say about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Baruch is not a physical being, and, and nevertheless, it says like Hakadosh Baruch is standing. It's interesting. Tosus chooses this spot to discuss the translation of the word ilmale. What does the word ilmale mean? So it. If not, or if so. So Tosis points out, Sometimes the Mali means if not. If the Torah didn't say it, then uh, we wouldn't be able to say it. But it's if the Torah didn't say it. So we're like we had in base that had it not been for the first set of letters that Achashverosh sent out, that every man is going to be Moshe um, uh, or whatever, every man is 
going to be a ruler over his own house, then the second letters would have caused a big problem. It was only because the first letters were so ridiculous that people said, you know, we shouldn't take the second letters so seriously either. So over there it also means, if not, and you have a lot of cases like that, Sometimes the Mali means if it was. If they would have uh, given Malkus, then uh, they, they, maybe they would have, if they would have uh, physically brutalized them and, 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 uh, and, and assaulted them rather than throw them into a fire, maybe then they, would have, uh, they wouldn't have had the, uh, the courage to withstand that, that kind of pressure. Because sometimes the pain is stronger than being Mosinefesh, than, than death. There are a lot of places where Al-Mali means if so. So says Tosus Maishna. The word means two opposite things. If not, if yes. So says Tosus. That it all depends how it's spelled. I think I mistranslated the other day one of the umalays. I think we had an umale about the, uh, the something. I think it was with Elio and Moshe Rabbeinu that umale that the uh, that that there's a crack. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in, in the cave where they were, when Hakadosh Baruch Hu was Megalu the Shechina, so I, I think I said uh, afterwards I was thinking about it. I think I said that Elmale that if there uh, wasn't, if not for the crack, they, they wouldn't have been able to uh, to, to, to withstand the light, great light of the Shechina. It means the opposite. No, if 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 there were a single crack where the light would get through, that light from a pinhole would have been so overwhelming that Elio and Avi Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't be able to withstand. The Shechina. But okay, I, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that got confused. Vayetosos is also bothered that El means different things uh, throughout Shah. So okay, so uh, so says the Gemara further now. Um, how do I know that the, the Rebbe shouldn't sit on the bed and teach the Talmudim sitting on the ground? So Amod sounds like they should be on the same uh, the same level. Everyone who learned Torah would always be standing. People became more ill. They didn't have the strength for you made into Torah and they would uh, learn Torah sitting down. And that's what it means when it says that Torah became bottle. If you look in Sota where this uh, is quoted also, so in the Torah it also says Torah. And over there Rashi writes for a different reason, not because people sat down afterwards, but because uh, knew how to darshan the crowns on tops of the letters of the Torah from the crowns on tops of the letters of the Torah so uh, so after he was gone and no one knew how to do that so it's Batal Kavad Torah so the Akronim raised the question well which is it? Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Kiva did not live simultaneous to each other so was it Mishmesh Rabbi Gamliel is Batal Kavad Torah or Mishmesh Rabbi Akiva Batal Kavad Torah so Rav Weiss pointed out that Lechora there are two uh, dinim in, in Kavad Torah there's Kavad Torah in terms of the physical uh, demonstration of Kavod that you're showing to the Torah and that's what we're talking about with Rabbi Gamliel that he would stand up when he learned it didn't mean they were learning better it just meant that they were showing a, a greater outward sense of kavod 
to the to the Torah by uh, by standing up and learning while in, in, in such a position. Whereas Rabbi Akiva, the covenant Torah that we're talking about, with Rabbi Akiva is a covenant Torah of being ma'ayin into the Torah and understanding the depths of the Torah, of really fully understanding how deep the Torah runs. So that's a different kind of covenant Torah to appreciate the Torah, to appreciate how much there is in the Torah by 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 uh, by, by 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 going into the depths of the Torah. So that's a different kind of covenant uh, Torah of uh, of Rabbi Akiva. So both of those types of covenant Torah are important to actually learn Torah on the deepest level we possibly. can can, that's a covenant Torah, to darshan the tilei tilim shalalachas from the crowns of the Torah, and also to show an outward respect of, uh, of covenant Torah. Okay, I remember I, I, I wrote that in the, uh, uh, that piece from Rosh Weiss in the Yaret Safel, the Zechah Nishmas, Dovi Herman, because I was talking about his, uh, his Hagba was the Rabbi Gomliel's covenant Torah. His Chaburas uh, were, the, uh, were, the, were the Rabbi Akiva covenant Torah, but both elements of covenant uh, Torah. So, Kasavachal Omar Ve'eshev Bahar. So, the one Pasuk says at the time that the Luchos Rishonos were given, that Moshe Rabbeinu tells Kal Yisrael that when I go up to take the Luchos Avanim, Ve'eshev Bahar, I'm going to sit on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. V'kos Vechrom, and another Pasuk says, V'anochi Amadati Bahar, that he was standing. So which is it, sitting or standing? Gemara says four possibilities how to understand it. Amrav, Omid, Velomid, Yoshev, Shona. The first time through learning, he would stand, and then the Chazar Shir, he would be sitting down. Rabbi Chanina, Amar, Lo Omid, Velo Yoshev, Shocha. He wouldn't stand, he wouldn't sit, he would be leaning. Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Ein yeshiva loshon akava. That sometimes yeshiva means that he stays in place, not that he's actually physically sitting down, but that he's not going anywhere. Shenemar v'teishu b'kodesh yamim rabim. It means to dwell, just like basukas teishu shivas yam. It doesn't mean that you sit in the sukkah. There's a funny Rambam about overlast yasin about the bracha of leishu b'sukkah on the first night. They say kiddush standing up because the bracha has to be overlast yasin before you sit. But that's an unusual application. Normally we assume basukas teishu means that you live in the sukkah, not that you're sitting down. So we are also, when Moshe Rabbeinu says he was sitting on the mountain, he didn't mean sitting, he meant that he stayed on the mountain for 40 days. Rava Amar, Rakos Mu'umad Vakashos Miyushav, that those halachos that were easier to learn, he would uh, learn standing up, but that which was more hard, uh, more difficult and required more concentration, he would do sitting down, where he could uh, apply all of his energy to the learning rather than uh, using some of his energy on standing up. You have a similar discussion in Masech HaSukkah, whether a person is supposed to learn Bimitalalta or Levarmitalalta. Should you learn in the Sukkah or should you learn Torah outside of the Sukkah? So one of the ways the Gemara reconciles the Stira is it depends what you're learning. If you're learning easy things, maybe then you could be uh, distracted and you could, uh, you know, you don't have to have as much focus. So you could be in the sukkah even though it's a little cold or it's a little hot or say, you'll, you'll be okay. But if you're learning more challenging things, then you need to be in a more climate-controlled environment. You need to feel more secure in order that you could uh, channel all of your energy. So, uh, so that's the uh, similar, similar chilek. We then said that, uh, that that if one person lays the Megillah or two people lay in the Megillah, either way, uh, you say the mitzvah mikra Megillah. So that is not true when it comes to uh, Kriya Satara. By Kriya Satara, you have to have one person doing the laning. You can't have two people doing the laning. If you look at uh, Tosos, it says, That the Gemara says in a couple of places, in the end of the first paragraph of Babasa, that the last day of the Torah, a yachid is koreyasan. What does it mean, yachid is koreyasan? It means that uh, you don't have a special balkari, that the Ola reads it, and you don't have a balkari reading with him. So he says, kasha, because uh, there was, uh, uh, they, 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 uh, they, 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 they didn't have a shliach tzibor 
They used to not have a Shliach Tzibur. It was one guy, the guy that got the Aliyah, would always lean. So what does it mean, Yachim, that the last day Pesukim was only one guy? Everything was only one guy. And even now, the Balkari and the Ola aren't really reading together. The Balkari is doing the reading because the Ola doesn't know how to do the reading. She says, no, no. Yachid Koryasan doesn't mean that only one person lanes as opposed to two people laning at the same time. That was never a Hava Amina. He says, Rabbi Mishlum is incorrect. Yachid Koryasan in the last day of means that we don't split it into two aliyos. That the Chasen Torah, right, a Shul might have a Chah. That the Chasen Torah will split it into two aliyos. Maybe we'll repeat some Pesukim, get three aliyos out of it, and we'll raise more money that way. So for the Chasen, no. Yachid Koryasan means it's one aliyah for uh, for all eight Pesukim at the end of the Torah. So, uh, so the but by, by Kriya Satara, you can't have more than one person laying at a time. So, Tara Banan, Betara Echel Kari Vechel Metargim. You have one person being Kori and one person being Metargim. You can't have two people being Metargim because you can't hear two voices at the same time. But by Navi, you could have one person laying and two people being Metargim. You just can't have the Kriya Satara itself being done by two people because we're worried that two voices are not going to be uh, heard. But by the Targum, we could be more Mekel. When it comes to Hal and Megillah, no matter how many people are saying it simultaneously, it's perfectly fine. My time, why is it perfectly fine by Hal and Megillah to have so many people saying it simultaneously? Since these are very beloved things that they don't come up that, that often and you look forward to them, so people are going to pay more careful attention by Hal and Megillah. So uh, those things that people are more chaviv to, that, that people have a, a greater chavivus for, it, I mean, it sounds like Trekali Lomishtami is not a Metzius. is it, it, it requires more concentration. Like if you're ever having a conversation with someone across the table, you're at a simcha or something, and uh, your wife is standing next to you, she's having a conversation with the person's wife. So there's a conversation going this way and a conversation going that way. It really depends how interested you are in what, what the person is saying, whether whether you hear them. If it's if it's chaviv, so then you have zatayu. But if it's something that's not chaviv, you just hear uh, you know talks about shaitel and whatever in between the you know what uh, the jets did or whatever, right? So, so uh, or the shtickle Torah, I should say. Right? So, so, uh, so, so that's you know that, that it really depends whether yav datayu. Magum shnagul levarich yivarich. A person has a, in in a place where they have a, a minuk to say a bracha on the megillah, we say a bracha on the megillah. So Amr Abayi Lo Shanu Ela La Chareha. The bracha after the Megillah is Talia Minak. Avalu Fanel Mitzvah Levarik. But before the Megillah, it's an obligation to say bracha. Damar Vidum Rishmol Kol Mitzvah Kulim Varchalein Over Las Yasan. We always say a bracha before a mitzvah. My Mashma Dahai Over Lishan Daktu Mehu. How do I know that Over means before you do the mitzvah? Amr Avnachem Yisak Amr Krab Pasuk says Vayaratach Himaat Derech Hakik Or Vayavar Sakushi. When they wanted to tell David that Avshalom died, so they didn't want uh, some Kushi messenger to be the one to deliver it to David. Sachimaat ran to overcome and to get in front of the Kushi. And the Lashon is that Vayavor. So you see that it means come first. That we learn from when Yaakov Avinu meets Esav when he comes back from, uh, from Lavan. That the Pasuk says, Buhu avar That he went in front of his wives and his children. Or it could be a third possibility that we learn from Vayavor Malkum Lefneim Hashem Barosham. That Vayavor also means going in front of going before. What is the proper bracha to say before Kriyasa Megillah? Rav Sheshes 
Menach. He made a bracha uh, that symbolized by the letters Mem, Nun, and Ches. Mem is Al Mikra Megillah. Nun is Sha'asa Nisim Lavoseinu. And Ches is Shechiyanu. I don't know why that's a Ches. Okay, but uh, that, that's a Menach. So la chreem I'm varichem. What bracha do we recite after Kriyas Megillah? Baruch Atah Shem Elkin Melech Olam Haravis Rivenu Vadanis Dinenu Vadnokim Esek Masenu Vadnifalon Mitzrenu Vamsham Gemul Cholim Nafshenu Baruch Atah Shem and Nifal Yisol Mikol Tzareim. How Hashem saves us from our enemies. Rava Amar he says no. Hakela Moshia that the Chasimus Abracha should be Hakela Moshia. Amar of Papa of Papa says oh we have a machlokas what the Chasimus Abracha should be Hilkach Nimrinu Litzravayu. So try to incorporate both in the Chasimus Abracha. Baruch Atah Hashem Hanifal Yisol Mikol Tzareim. That's Rav Papa. That's what Rav Eliyashev points out in uh, in his Sefer on, on Shas that when we make a siyum on the Masechta, we go through all of the sons of Rav Papa. Apparently, Rav Papa had ten sons that were all great Talmidei Chachamim. What was he zochet to have so many sons who were Talmidei Chachamim more so than anybody else? So he says you find Rav Papa throughout Shas when there's a machlok Samarayim, he finds a way to incorporate both views that we incorporate that he can't reject uh, any statement of a Talmud Chacham. That if uh, when Gedolei Amarim tried to say something, he always tried to incorporate both views. So what, what the school that have children at Tamil Chachamim is not so much in how great a Tamil Chachim you are. If Papa was great Tamil Chachim, so were all the other Amorim. It's how much Kavad Torah he gives to the other Tamil Chachamim. How much honor, because if your child grows up in a house where Tamil Chachamim are honored, where, where the most honorable thing to be is the Tamil Chachim, the kid's going to grow up thinking, I want to be a Tamil Chachim. That's a, you know, that seems like a good thing to be. So that's why if Papa was Zohar to have so many children at Tamil Chachamim. On Monday, Thursday, Shabbos Mincha, there are three Elios. Why three aliyos? Amravasi connected Torah Nevi Muksuvim, corresponding to, to the three parts of Torah Shabbosav. Torah Nevi Muksuvim. Rava Amar, corresponding to the three uh, types of Jews. Connected Kanim Levi and Yisraelim, corresponding to Kanim Levi and Yisrael. El Hadan Ravsimi and Pachsimei Asar Pesukim Beisaknesses. That which we say. They can't do less than uh, ten psukim by daber olam in a minion. That when uh, that that pasuk by daber shalom moshalemer counts as an actual pasuk. So hani asara connected me. What do these ten psukim correspond to? Why is it dafka that you need ten psukim? So I'm Rabbi Shabbalevi connected asara batalim shem beisaknesses. It corresponds to the ten people who are always learning in the shul that keep uh, that make sure that there's always a minion in shul and they're always uh, keeping the spirituality going. Rabbi Yosef Amar connected asara sadibros shemar lemoshem yisina. It corresponds to the asara sadibros, which in some way in Encapsulates all of Torah. It corresponds to the ten Mamaros that Hashem created the world with. Hey Ninu, what are the ten Mamaros? Uh, uh, if you're going to count every time it says there are only nine, there aren't ten. So it says Bereshis Nami Maimarhu. Bereshis is also one of the Mamarim. So you see that that's also a Maimar. Amarava, Rishon Shakara Arba Meshubach, Sheni Shakara Arba if you have ten psukim to split among three olim, one of them is going to read four psukim. Whichever one you choose to read the four psukim, it's all good. Because the three boxes where they would use to pay for the communal karbanos, the one that was the money that came in first had to be favored and taken first. So you see that the first is meshubach. They always take from the first one. 
that all the candles face the that which is in the middle is most Meshubach because you always want to be you always want to go up in the level of Kedusha like the idea that they would give the first guy the four Pesukim and then the subsequent two guys would get three Pesukim each but the Shem will pick up from there tomorrow from main folks in the hand that ain't most and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.